Eight goals. Eight goals for the Sabres. Eight to three over the Detroit Red Wings. A six-point night by Tage Thompson. Thompson, a historic night for Tage. We will recap it all. Look at the standings. That's right. I said we're going to look at the standings. And, yeah, it's November. Uh, but we'll do it. Coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Locked on Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including our YouTube channel. Be sure to check us out and watch the show on YouTube if you uh, have not yet. Like and subscribe us wherever you may be listening. Drop a comment, drop a question, whatever you're looking for on YouTube or at Lockdown Sabres on Twitter. At Sneaky Joe Sports to follow me on Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, second edition of Explain Yourself uh, coming up on today's show. We'll look at the standings. We'll look at some of the Sabres numbers on the season through nine games. But, of course, we're going to break down all that was between the Sabres and the Red Wings on Monday night, an 8-3 to three win by the Sabres. It's their first game scoring that many goals since a couple of years ago. 10-game win streak season, 2018. Jason Pominville, uh, in his 1,000th game in the NHL, he scored a couple of goals in what was then known as the J-Crew line with Jack Eichel, Jason Pominville, and Jeff Skinner. And the Sabres scored nine on that day against the Ottawa Senators tonight. Monday night, they score eight against Detroit, or as Rob Ray likes to call them, Detroit. Uh, Tage Thompson, I'm going to get right out of the way, do it right at the front. No need for spoilers, or no need for teasing this at all. The goat head of the night, hell, the goat head of the century goes to Tage Thompson in this game. It is one of the greatest individual performances I have ever seen in one game by a Buffalo Sabre. Tage Thompson, three goals, three assists, Nine shots on goal in this game. And even the assists, two primary assists, both very nice. Shielding off Dylan Larkin and getting the puck out to Jack Quinn for Quinn's first goal of the season. And then another sweet pass to Jeff Skinner, which became Jeff Skinner's 300th career NHL goal. Thompson gets a secondary assist in the power play. And then not one, not two, but three highlight reel goals by Thompson. Honestly, all three of those goals could have been sports center top 10. One of them actually was his hat trick goal at the end was the number one play on sports center top 10, uh, at, on a Tuesday morning. Thompson was incredible and it was a dominant taking over the game type of performance that I'm not really sure any other saber at the moment is capable of other than probably Rasmus Dahlin. And I'm talking taking over a game every time the guy's on the ice, your team is dominating. We're talking multiple points, multiple goals. I think Dahlin is capable of it. Thompson may be the only other person on the team that is taking over a game capable. And he did it on this night. And he's the talk of the league 
You know, I'm listening to Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman on 32 Thoughts uh, on my drive home from work, and I'm listening to them talk about Thompson. And now, oh, look how valuable that contract was and a great gamble by the Buffalo Sabres. And I've got Blues, St. Louis Blues podcasts and uh, websites that are talking about how from here on, Thompson and the Sabres end of that Ryan O'Reilly trade is the one you would rather have. It'll never be a win, obviously. Like the Blues won the cup and O'Reilly was the Conn Smythe winner. So it'll never be a win from the Sabres end definitively over St. Louis. But I think it's also right in pointing out that even in the Ryan O'Reilly trade from this point on, rather the Sabres end, O'Reilly with one point, I believe, on the season. He's the talk of the league. He's the talk of the sport. It was that level of a performance. Um, And especially with the three goals being so nice, a one-timer from the left wall and a cross-ice pass from Jeff Skinner and a shot just blast off, right? And finds the back of the net. The second goal with that little toe drag hesitation down the middle of the ice. And then just the the release that puts it past uh, Alex Nedeljkovic of the Red Wings. And then the third goal, the cherry on top, the forehand, no, excuse me, backhand, forehand, backhand, put the puck in the net. Uh, what a goal to get a hat trick. And there were a lot of hats on the ice. That's how great a goal it was. It's how great a night it was. You don't see Sabre fans throw a ton of hats anymore. Um, you'll see a few, but there were a ton of hats after Thompson scored that third goal. It was the best game I think I've seen by a Sabre since at least – Eichel against Ottawa that one time he had four goals a couple of years ago. Like, I don't even know when the last time really would be. Uh, Thompson becomes the first Sabre to be in on eight straight goals since Pat LaFontaine. Thompson had been in on two goals um, in the previous game, or maybe three goals in the previous game, in on the first five against the Red Wings. So in on eight goals in a row, that was the most since uh, Pat LaFontaine in the 90s. Six points for Thompson. Uh, on the night, it ties Wayne Gretzky and Bobby Clark for the most points on Halloween. Gretzky and Bobby Clark, most points on Halloween. And Thompson was just one point shy of Gilbert Perrault's uh, record with seven points in a game. Uh, historic night for Tage Thompson. He deservedly so is getting a lot of attention uh, on this Tuesday morning and Tuesday afternoon. Uh, because of the performance he had last night. And a lot of talk about the contract this morning, again, as I mentioned from national media. And it's too early to tell whether or not that's going to be a value, but suddenly everyone's ready to make the argument from the Sabres end of why they made that signing. Uh, And it was, you know, try to get Thompson on a team-friendly deal, money, and also avoid any possibility that Thompson could tell you after the season, yeah, I'm only going to sign a one-year deal as an RFA, and I'm just going to hit unrestricted free agency the year after. The Sabres solidified the fact that he's going to be here for seven years, and yeah, they probably paid him a little bit earlier than they should have had to, but maybe they had to because UFA status was only a little bit away, and the upside is you might be able to get him on a team-friendly contract where in three years, four years' time, uh, $7.1 million looks like a bargain. So credit to Tage Thompson. Awesome job. Awesome performance. All three goals I thought were just incredible. That line, by the way, with Kyle Oposo on it. Oposo's making it a lot more efficient. I talked to Don Granado with Jeremy White today on the uh, WGR Morning Show, and uh, Jeremy asked him, no, I asked him about uh, Oposo being on that line. And I liked his answer about how Oposo's more deliberate. There's not a lot of unnecessary movement. It's 
puck on the net with a hard shot, rebound opportunities, um, doing a lot of the dirty work uh, and not being too fancy and allowing Thompson and Skinner to do the dipsy doodles, to do the fancy stuff. Um, and Okposo has been great on that line, obviously, through two games. Okposo's got four assists in those two games. The line has, what, like six goals, five goals, something crazy like that. Looking at that line from an advanced uh, uh, metrics standpoint against the Red Wings, uh, Thompson, Skinner, and Okposo, 66%. Uh, Corsi, four. They were on the ice for 18 shot attempts and only nine shots against, shot attempts against. Um, Expected goals for they were 65.3%. Another incredible number. Uh, just a great overall game by the Thompson Skinner and Okposo line. We'll come back and we'll do explain yourself, which really is my notebook. I tweeted out a bunch of things during the Sabres win over the Red Wings. We'll go through them. I'll elaborate on them. And then I want to get into the Sabres in the standings uh, and also what their numbers look like. Some of their players look like uh, through nine games played. So that is upcoming here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Um, If you thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen. Right now, Locked On Sabres listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you don't want to miss it. Simply Safe, they've cameras set up everywhere. It makes it safe, reliable, gives you that, you know, it really gives you that comfortability when you're away from home that, you know, everything is fine uh, on, on your uh, on your own shores. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protecting technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Simply Safe is whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. H- security cameras for inside and out smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when the threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires floods and other threats to your home 24 7 professional monitoring service it costs less than one dollar a day less than half the price of adt's traditional professionally installed system with the top rated simply safe app Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your camera, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's NA that's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Excuse me, simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. When you are done with us, we want to encourage you to make uh your second listen. Locked on game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NHL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, the Sabres win 8-3 to over the Detroit Red Wings. couple of stats from this game before we get to explain yourself. Well, I'll go through some of my tweets from the game. The Sabres just boat racing the the Red Wings and not just on the scoreboard. Yes, the game got to 8 to 3. Goal by Jack Quinn that was really nice, his first goal of the year that I mentioned earlier with uh with Tage Thompson uh giving him a really nice setup. Also in this game, uh Jeff Skinner gets his 300th NHL goal, another nice assist by Thompson. 
uh, Rasmus Dahlin with a power play goal, which at the time was important. Detroit had narrowed the gap to four to three, and there was under 10 minutes to play, and it was a little nervy there, right? It was not yet out of hand in terms of the scoreboard. And Dahlin gets a little lucky, of course. He's on the wall. Him and Middlestad had kind of flip-flopped just by coincidence. Middlestad's at the top of the key or top of the point, and Dahlin is on the wall. And Dahlin is trying to do a backdoor pass to Jeff Skinner, who is behind the goalie and has a tap-in if the pass gets through. But instead, what ends up happening is Oli Mata of the Red Wings, who, by the way, had a goal of his own earlier in the game. He has his foot out. The puck goes off Mata's foot in a weird angle, and it finds the back of the net um, through Alex Nedeljkovic's uh, five-hole. And that was really the beginning of the end because Nedeljkovic, did he make a save after that? I'm not sure he did. Because 1253 mark, that Dahlin goal comes in the third period. 1447, Dylan Cousins gets his fourth of the season on a, a great shot, but wrist shot from the wall or like just inside the wall. Like NHL goaltenders got to be stopping that. Then Thompson gets his his highlight reel goal. And then Asplund with nine, with uh, 39 seconds to go in the game, just a simple wrist shot from the high slot. And it's it's a good shot. But again, same thing. Like you want the goalie to save it. It's five hole um, from a little bit of distance. You got to stop that. Nadelkovic was horrendous. Maybe he was tired at the end of it because on the, on the scoreboard or on the stat sheet, Sabres outshot Detroit in this game. 46 to 18. 46 to 18 shot attempts in this game for the Sabres 61 to Detroit's 27. It was not even close. The Sabres deserve to win by as many as they won by. Uh, Sometimes you can get lucky winning a game by four or five goals. The Sabres deserve to win this game by five goals. They honestly could have won by six or seven and it still would have been fair. Um, Other stats from this game. Um, face-offs right around even 33 for Detroit, 32 for Buffalo. Sabres go two for five on the power play. Detroit only on the power play once. They go 0 for 1, but they did get a shorthanded goal in one of the Sabres power plays. Uh, Block shots in the game, 12 for Detroit, five for the Sabres. It's hard to block shots, though, when you know, the other team's not getting many opportunities. And here's the big uh, the big thing for, from this game, uh, in, along with the score and the shots. Takeaways. Sabres had eight takeaways and only two giveaways. So that plus six uh, turnover differential, to use a football term, uh, well in favor of the Sabres. Time to explain yourself. I got to go through some of my tweets from this game, and I'm going to elaborate on them a little bit further. Uh, Just kind of a version of my notebook uh, from Monday night's game. And we will start with that was such an amazing play by Darlene that we'll never remember or see again. Darlene with an incredible toe drag around uh, the, the forward. It's a, it's already like a play I'm forgetting because of so many highlights that happen. And we're seeing that first tweet there by Ad Boomertang. Uh, he tweeted, which one? Too many to choose from. That's Darlene. I know there was an amazing play somewhere in the second period, but I'm definitely not remembering it off the top of my head. Darlene was uh, really solid on this night. Uh, A quote tweet for uh, one of my buddies, Joe Marino from the charging Buffalo. Joe tweeted "Should probably stop scratching Quinn Krebs and Asplin. And I quote tweeted that with Hinostroza should be the definitive 13th forward. And I stand by that. I think Hinostroza has been fine this season. I 
torched him uh, after the Edmonton game for some, or not for the, after the Seattle game for some of the laziest plays you'll ever see in the NHL. So I'm fine with him playing every once in a while, but not in favor of anybody that's currently in the lineup. Quinn Krebs, Asplund, these are players that pay are going to, play pivotal roles for the Sabres in the future, most likely. And all have been playing fairly well, especially Asplund, especially Krebs. And Quinn now is doing that as well. So Hinostroza is a fine player, but uh, there's just not room for him. And I hope that uh, they stick to scratching Vinny Hinostroza and don't take anybody else out of the lineup. Uh, the Sabre tweeted out a congratulations to Jeff Skinner on his 300th NHL goal. I quote tweeted that with, it's the most goals in NHL history for a player without a playoff appearance. And that is true. Not only has Skinner scored the most goals without someone appearing in a playoff game, he has also played the most regular season games for anyone not playing uh, ever in a playoff game. Uh, you might not have known that. Yeah, Skinner, with all his years in Carolina, they had gone through their little playoff drought. Now he's with Buffalo for the last five years. Skinner's 30 years old. He's had an 11-year career, a great career to this point, and he has not appeared in a playoff game. Uh, so I'm hoping for selfisher reasons uh, that they make the Sabres make it because it'd be the Sabres making it, but it would be cool for Jeff Skinner to get there uh, in a Sabre uniform. Um I tweeted, if I had one thing critical to say all night, I might have only had one thing, and that was Tuck's having a rough game. I tweeted that at 9.17 p.m. last night. I stand by that. I thought Tuck was running around out there. He almost looked pissed off the entire night. There were a lot of giveaways. I just I sometimes was seeing him like glide and not skate that hard. I thought Tuck was have, had a really rough game. He does get on the stat sheet with an assist on Thompson's uh second goal. Um, but I wasn't loving tuck on the night, but it was fine. Cause the Sabres as a whole were dominating, uh, after Thompson's third goal, uh, I said, Sabres fans leaving the arena tonight. Like, and it's a meme of Will Ferrell from old school. We're going fishing. And that's a play of course, off Tage Thompson's, uh, goal song, which is fishing in the dark and, uh, you know, getting out of the arena, the lakes right there. Eh, Sabres fans might've been in the mood. Uh, to go fishing. Uh, continuing on with explain yourself after the Sabres 8-3 win over Detroit at Sneaky Joe Sports for my Twitter. I tweeted, I cannot remember ever see this ever seeing this many fantasy points in one hockey game. Uh, I tweeted a, a screenshot of my fantasy hockey lineup that I'm with a couple of buddies. I have Tage Thompson in that league. He had 24.8 points. And if you play fantasy football and not fantasy hockey, that might not sound like a lot because Fantasy football players get that all the time, but the scoring format in fantasy hockey, if you have a pretty standard format, 24 is an insane amount. It's like the equivalent of scoring 70 in fantasy football. Three goals, three assists, uh, nine shots on goal. Just an unbelievable night uh, by Tage Thompson. And that uh, that was true of my fantasy squad as well. And then a couple more. Uh, live look at Detroit. Uh, was my tweet thereafter. This is like right as the game is about to end. I think maybe after Asplund scored, and it's the uh, it's the it's the shot of um, Apollo Creed's trainer in Rocky Four when he's yelling at Rocky to throw the damn towel. Uh, so we got that image. What else? I retweeted the guys over at Two Guys One Cup, uh, St. Louis Blues podcast. They tweeted, did the St. Louis Blues lose the Ryan O'Reilly trade? My column, dot, dot, dot. Now, they were joking. Um, but there is some truth in just bringing it up that the Sabres, it's no longer an embarrassment. Uh, it's at least close. Uh, it's at least, you know, looking at a win-win. 
uh, if, if Thompson continues down this path. And then my final tweet that I'll read through greatest individual games. And I, as a tw- at, by the way, that I, as a 27 year old have ever seen from a Buffalo Saber. My number three was Tage Thompson last night. My number two was Derek Roy 2006 game one against Ottawa. My number one was Tim Connolly game one against Ottawa in 2006. Roy tied a Sabre playoff record with five points in that game. He was unbelievable. And we all remember, of course, Tim Connolly, who was, you know, maybe the Con Smythe favorite at that point in time, was just taking over that game. Scores a, a, a filthy goal uh, against Ottawa in game one in 06, the, the famous 7-6 to six game. Ties it at the end. Uh that was the greatest game I think I've ever seen from a Sabre. And that's post-Hashik, remember, because I'm a little too young to remember a lot of Dominic Hashik. All right, that's Explain Yourself. We'll come back. We'll look at the st- – I want to look at the standings uh, for me the first time on the podcast this season in depth. And then also I got a playoff odd uh, to look at for the Sabres. And um, one other comment that Don Granato made when he was on WGR this morning with me that I want to bring up. That's all ahead here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right, let's go look at the standings at this point in time. The Sabres are nine games through the year, uh, as are many teams in the Atlantic Division, and that means the Sabres sit in second place uh, with 12 points, 6-3 and three record, only behind the Boston Bruins, uh, who have an 8-1 and one record. The Sabres also, by the way, have a plus 12 goal differential. That is the third best mark in the National Hockey League so far this season. Boston is number one with a plus 18. And uh, Jack Eichel's Vegas Golden Knights are a plus 15. The Sabres are third with a plus 12. Teams behind the Sabres in the standings. We are still looking at every team in the Atlantic Division being 500 or better. Toronto loses in overtime. They're at 4-4 and 2. Ottawa's at 4 and 4. Montreal's at 5 and 4. Now Detroit's at 4-3 and 2. Although I will say this, it's really the whole conference. Everyone in the in the Eastern Conference except for Columbus is at least 500. NHL 500, the fake 500. Only Columbus at 3 and 7 is worse. I don't know what that is. Is that a lot of overtime games? I'm guessing that probably has something to do with it. Is it the East beating up on the West? I think that could play into it as well, but just a little interesting that every team in the East but Columbus is above 500. So the Sabres with a one-point lead on the playoffs. <laughs> one point ahead of Toronto, one point ahead of Detroit. But by points percentage, because they played nine games, Toronto's played 10, they are a, a little bit higher. Uh, all right, Sabres stats for this season thus far. Uh, through nine games, you know, I'm going to want to put some on pace for numbers up uh, fairly soon. We'll probably get to that in the next week or so after we get a few more games under our belts. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin and Tage Thompson tied atop the Sabres point leaders with 12 points apiece, both six goals and six assists in nine games played. Alex Tuck tied with the team lead for goals with six goals and three assists. That's nine points in nine games. Jeff Skinner. Odd stat line for him. This probably won't keep up, but two goals and six assists for eight points in nine games. Victor Olofsson, six goals and one assist. That's tied for the team lead in goals, uh, seven points in nine games. And Casey Middlestat, complete opposite, one goal, six assists in seven games played. And then one other guy, actually, I'll throw in here, Dylan Cousins, uh, four goals and two assists, six points in nine games played. Eric Comrie, by the way, now, 
His save percentage actually looks poor. It's a 902 in six starts, uh, three and three record. He has allowed um, 20 goals in the six games. He's given the Sabres three quality starts. If you look at some of the advanced numbers, um, but also Comrie is still playing fairly well in terms of goals saved uh, above expected. The advanced numbers still like Comrie. They're not liking him as much as they were at the fir- after the first couple of starts, uh, of course. But five on five, we are still talking about a very good goaltender. He ranks 24th in the NHL out of 66 qualifying goaltenders uh, in goals saved above expected. Craig Anderson, interestingly enough, ranks 15th. But 24th out of 66, fine. All right, we're good. Um, so that's that. Uh, and I think, is that all I wanted to get to make sure I'm not forgetting anything? That is not all I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to one other thing. Sabres playoff odds at moneypuck.com. The Sabres playoff odds are 27.9%. For comparison's sake, for you Bills fans out there, the Bills Super Bowl odds are 32%. So it's about the same right now. Sabres playoff odds versus Bills Super Bowl odds. So there's a good chance, you know, a third of the time they'll make it. Uh, and every win they get, that'll uh, increasingly go up. Well, that's going to do it for us today on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. we got a game to preview tomorrow between the Sabres and the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's going to be a 7.30 puck drop. Uh, I forgot to look to see if that is a nationally televised game. I'm guessing it is because Wednesday at 7.30 usually means that. Um can't tell you. I'll let you know tomorrow. I'll let you know, know tomorrow. Uh, but a 7.30 puck drop Wednesday night. Sabres hosting the Penguins, who have had a rough couple of games. Uh, they've lost, I think, four in a row. Yeah, they lost everything, every one of their West Coast uh, road trip games. So that's coming up tomorrow on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Now that you're done with us, go make your second listen. Locked on sports today. Uh, Locked on sports today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. I love a good take available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on locked on Sabres.